Welcome to the Building Healthy Organizations podcast. We understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior in the workplace. I'm glad you joined us today for our continued journey to understand how to build a healthy organization. So our focus is going to be one of the three major categories of EQ or emotional intelligence. We've already explored in previous episodes self-awareness and we've also explored self-management. Today I want to look at self-direction and this is one I like to focus on and spend some time on because if you think about it, direction is the ability to journey from one place to the other in as efficacious a manner as possible. How do we get where we want to go in the right amount of time so that we can enjoy that journey along the way, enjoy the destination when we get there? Well, self-direction is that compass for our lives, and that compass starts with having a clearly defined purpose. Think of it this way. They have north, south, east, west. Those are standard compass points, right? We know that when we look at a map, we know that, you know, if we have a compass in our hand, it should point to north. Well, why why is that important? Because when you use those things together, even through dense vegetation, you can get from the point you are now to the point you want to be if you have that direction. And that's what self-direction does for our lives. But again, it has to have a clearly defined true north being our purpose or our why. Why are we living the way we are? Why do we make the kinds of decisions that we do? There's something behind all of that for us internally. And that's what I want to talk about today. What are the standards that we, that we hold our decisions up to? So think of self-direction as our deep why. Why we do the things we do. I want to talk a minute about drifting in life or shifting in life. I see many people who score lower in the measure of self-direction on EQ assessments. And we use the SEI assessment from six seconds, and that's spelled S-E-I. It's actually two S's. It's called six seconds emotional intelligence, and that's S-E-I or SEI. The funny thing is, in Italian, Say means six, and six seconds is how long the intensity of a triggered emotion lasts in your brain before it starts to really diminish. So there's a lot of neuroscience stuff going on here, which is kind of cool and kind of fun. But when I see people that score on the lower side when it comes to the measures of self-direction, what does it look like? Well, Most of the people that I see who rate themselves lower in self-direction on these assessments would pretty much admit that they feel like they're adrift in life. And I've been through many, many 
of these feedback sessions or review sessions where I've talked to people about their purpose and, and their direction in life and how they're feeling. And it aligns not exactly, but pretty close to it. The score aligns with how much they feel adrift in their life. The lower the score, the more they feel adrift, like they just don't understand what their purpose or direction is in life. On the other hand, I have given feedback sessions with these assessments where people score very high in self-direction, and they're able to clearly define the purpose that they have in their life, the standards they hold their decisions and actions up to, and they're able to clearly express that as well. So when we talk about people who are struggling with self-direction, here are some of the comments that I hear. Oh, there's so much uncertainty that I don't even know which direction to go. Here's another one. I feel like I've just been drifting through life with no real direction. I keep cycling around the same thoughts and feelings and I'm going nowhere. And then the more simple answer, I just feel stuck. And now all of these are feelings that have a significant impact on people's lives. Without a clear purpose and a set of standards that act as a compass, then being productive, having a sense of balance and well-being in, in their lives, it's going to be a really big challenge to be productive, to reach their full potential, to really realize their giftedness, when they feel like they're adrift and they feel like they're stuck. Now, shifting is something different. And I've heard people mistake the two of these, drifting and shifting. Shifting isn't the same as drifting. Shifting has intention. It is moving in a specific direction by choice. It does not mean that the uncertainty in life has gone away. It means that even in the face of uncertainty and the unknown, someone is choosing to move forward in a specific direction. There's nothing wrong with shifting your direction, unless you're just shifting it so much that you're going around in circles, which I guess is possible, right? And honestly, don't we all do that at times? So when we think about the importance of self-direction, think about it as your deep why or the purpose or the standards that you hold your decisions and actions up to. And that is going to become very important as you want to accomplish certain things, as you want to hit certain mile markers in your life, and frankly, just as you want to enjoy life more. So where does this development of self-direction come from? How do we strengthen self-direction in ourselves? Well, there's a couple of competencies that are really important to our self-direction. And the first one of these, and 
it may take a minute to really understand why this is a, a competency of self-direction. But the first one is empathy. Why is that important? And I always like to think of empathy in a specific way. You have a definition in your mind, as I talk about it, what empathy is. What I like to add to that is that empathy is a two-way street. And we'll talk more about that here in just a minute. But we usually think of empathy as putting ourselves in someone else's place, understanding their perceptions, their perspective, giving them empathy by listening to them with the purpose of truly understanding what they're thinking, what they're feeling, how this is impacting them. People's perceptions are the reality they operate in. And whether that perception is accurate or not, it's the environment that they'll make decisions and take actions from. Let me ask you a question. It's one thing to practice empathy with somebody else. This is back to my earlier statement of empathy being a two-way street. Do you give yourself empathy? Do you practice empathy with yourself? You're a person. You have your own perceptions. You have your own perspective. You have things you believe to be true about yourself and about your place in the world. You have the rules you've created to live your life by. And from those things, you generate self-talk. How much empathy is included in your self-talk? I'm going to ask that question again. I want you to really think about this. How much empathy do you give yourself in your self-talk? Well, if you're like me, there are times my self-talk is not very forgiving or very empathetic. And I think we all might be that way at times. Being self-critical is something that most of us experience. The challenge with being self-critical is that it can easily turn into us judging ourselves. And then we become resentful of ourselves for something we said or for something we did. And it doesn't stop there. Then that can lead to regret. It can lead to doubt, doubting ourselves. It can lead to a loss of confidence. And Honestly, if it goes on long enough, it can become something more serious like discouragement or severe disappointment or even depression. So when we think of our self-talk and we think of empathy, empathy is not just for the other person. It's for ourselves as well. It is a two-way street. And yes, we need to practice empathy toward others, but we also need to do that for ourselves. Now, how is empathy a part of self-direction? Because it's fueling what allows us to move forward. It is the fuel that will drive the, the engine to help us move forward. Think about it as trusting others, 
yes, empathy, understanding somebody else will help to build trust with that person. Absolutely. But also to build trust with yourself. Do you ever get in a conversation with yourself? Okay, there's nothing wrong with me and there's nothing wrong with you if you do that. You know, I suggest you not do it out loud, but hey, that's up to you. Um, Bottom line, trust building is external and internal. It's also to connect with others in a deeper and more meaningful way. It frees us. Empathy helps to free us from thinking and feeling things that keep us stuck or that hold us back. Self-direction, the ability to be true to ourselves and what is important to us, must include empathy so that we can better navigate the emotional environment in ourselves and in others. Staying true to your convictions is going to be tested. We've all been there, right? We've all been tested. We have this, this sense of purpose in our lives. We have this, this set of standards that we hold our decisions and actions up to. And guess what happens? That gets tested. And sometimes it gets tested pretty severely. So when you think about that testing that we go through, it's things like distractions and disruptions and kind of detours on our journey. Emotional detractors, things that that take our focus energy away from where we want to be intentional and keep our focus and energy, that's what I call an emotional detractor. Um, It can easily derail us if we allow them to. And here's another way to look at this. When you start to feel like judging either yourself or someone else, try to turn that, that judgment, that temptation to judge other people or yourself, try to turn that into curiosity instead. Instead of just labeling somebody or judging them and slapping a label on them, you know, oh, what a jerk, you know, do you really understand everything that's going on with that person? So if we can turn judgment into curiosity, that's going to really help us better be true to ourselves. When you begin to get frustrated, find a way to turn that into excitement. I know that's not easy to do, but find something in the situation that you can get some excitement around. It doesn't mean the frustration's just going to go away, but what you're doing is you're shifting your focus. You're deciding which emotion you're going to allow to live on in your life. Do you want it to be frustration? I mean, there's a lot of people out there that want to keep those emotions that this cycle them in negative cycles. They just want to hang on to those things. And that's a shame because they're never going to live their most enjoyable life and frankly, their most productive life if that's the choice they make. So when you begin to get frustrated, see if you can find something that's more exciting to think about. Find some excitement in that process. When fear rises up in you, practice courage, which we know 
is not the absence of fear, but it's the willingness to keep moving forward, even in the face of fear. Again, not easy to do, but we get to choose the emotions we allow to live on in our lives. And all of this comes back to us being better self-directed, staying more intentional to our purpose and our standards. Here's some practical tips that could be helpful. To practice empathy with yourself and others, start by reflecting on these things. What do I observe to be true? So what do I know and observe to be true? What do I not know? What is a good decision to make to stay in alignment with my standards and purpose and the rules that I live by? And then take action and then start the process over again. Now, what I've just described is what you may know as the OODA loop. Observe, orient, decide, act. And it keeps going around and around. Observe, orient, decide, act. Observe, orient, decide, act act. The OODA loop will provide you with a process that really gives you an objective approach. But now we need to add into that the emotional component. Identify, name, and define the emotions you're having as you're working through that process. Try to do that with other people as well. How do we do that with other people? We are equipped, our brains are equipped with this thing called mirror neurons. They're literally little neurons in our brain that act as our emotional radar. They pick up emotions from other people. When we have those kinds of insights, it allows us to provide an even deeper understanding of how to practice empathy with others, but also with ourselves. And so when we look at empathy as a critical component of self-direction, I think you can start to see why it is. Why is that so? Why is empathy a very important part of self-direction? And the other competency would be purpose or in six seconds terminology, your noble goal. I always love that terminology. What is your noble goal? That thing that isn't just a goal and you make it and you move on, you do so. Now, this is a lifelong thing. This is an overarching kind of thing. Can you express the overarching purpose for your life? So think, what legacy do I want to leave? Or maybe what is or are the non-negotiable standard or standards that I choose to live my life by? What is that overarching purpose? I think that's one of the best ways I can say that. Now, many people are going to call this your why. You know, Simon Sinek and why and start with why and all of that. Great stuff. You know, great book, really good insights there. Why do you do the things that you do? Why do you make the choices you make? Why do you take the actions that you take? This critical competency of emotional intelligence, this noble, this noble goal or this purpose, this 
overarching purpose in your life, the more defined this is for you, the more likely you are to have stronger self-direction. In a world that rewards short attention spans and shallow reflection, coming up with what your true purpose is in life, it can be a challenge. But it is definitely worth the investment of your time and effort to do this. If you think about times of pressure and stress, especially, those who have a well-defined purpose for their life will be able to make decisions more quickly and will be able to stay true to their chosen direction or their chosen purpose. This overarching purpose is an important anchor in the storms of life. It provides direction even when the way ahead is unclear. So if you think about it this way, you know, if, if you're on a boat out in the ocean and you know you're coming close to shore and it's foggy and you can't see ahead of you and you need to navigate into the bay, into the, the dock, and you can only do that, you know, with a compass and a chart and, and you know, let's just say it's in the times we didn't have GPS and all those wonderful things that help us now. It would be pretty hard to do that if you don't have a good compass and a good chart to go by. So that's what I'm talking about for us internally. And, and having that is so very important. It provides direction even when things are foggy and unclear. And that's why I've referred to this as a compass. How well is your compass serving you? I have also heard self-direction called self-leadership. So which one is right? Well, actually, both of them are. When I do my training, my coaching, my consulting, I share a belief that I have with people. Everyone is a leader. You may not agree with that statement, but let me explain what I mean by that. We learn to lead ourselves well first. Then we can lead other people. I have seen some of the lowest level people in an organization display more leadership than executives within the same organization. How does that work? Leading by example. Leadership, self-leadership. It isn't a position. It isn't authority. It is a practice. If we're going to become strong in our self-direction, that happens from the inside out. We need to have a clear purpose, a measure that we hold our decisions up to. We also need to practice empathy toward others and toward ourselves. I want to finish with a story. Several years ago, when I was working with someone who was struggling with their life choices, we had a very open conversation about all of the mistakes they had made in their life. I could sense the self-judgment and the regret this individual was experiencing. They had built patterns in their brain 
that actually reinforced this negative self-talk. It created roadblocks to building trust, roadblocks to good relationships, roadblocks to self-worth, belonging, motivation, and really a host of other important elements in their life. That was when the topic of empathy came up in the conversation. This individual looked at me and said, you sure have a lot of empathy to sit here and listen to all of my messes. I laughed a little bit. And then I replied, thank you. Yes, I try to practice empathy as much as I can. I wish you could do that for yourself. Then there was silence. I could see them processing what I had just said. Then a small smile on their face. It was one of those rare moments when something you say cuts through all of the noise and resonates deeply with another person. Then they asked me a very interesting question. Do you think that the way I think about my choices and mistakes is keeping me from doing better? Well, what I wanted to say and almost said was, what do you think? But that is such a stereotypical response. Instead, what I did say to this person was, if you could turn the judgment you're living with into curiosity, what would that do for you? There was another long silence as as this person was thinking about that. And then they looked at me and said, it can't be that easy, can it? No, it's not easy, but it can be done. Self-direction is a choice. How many people do you see that simply drift along through life at the mercy of their circumstances? In truth, I think we all experience that at times. But self-direction, if we want that for our lives, if we want a good compass, it takes effort and energy to build that compass. And the better compass we build, the better direction we're going to have. It's tempting to switch the autopilot on. That takes a lot less effort to do that. But are the outcomes really what we want them to be? Probably not. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Building Healthy Organizations by EQFIT. We do understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior and performance in the workplace. We also love hearing your suggestions and ideas. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, please send us an email at info at gscfit.com. For more information and inspiration, check us out on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and of course our website, eqfit.org.